Whoa, holy, jump up and sit down. It's like uh, matching guardian angels. Hmm. How old are you here, Anthony? I was 18. Hmm. For you, it was like How old am I here? So how old? Plus 10, so 25. 28, you mean? (laughs) 25 is when I started the group. That's right. So here you see Anthony has a trench coat on. I got a trench coat on. We both got ties. Both got ties. Mine is red and yours is what color? Blue. That's right. But you got a, what is that, a striped shirt? Got more of a striped shirt underneath. And I think I got a a white shirt. That's right. But we're both wearing colors. You can tell mine are a little faded and yours are new. Exactly. But see, like father, like son. And that's how it all started. And tell everybody what you were doing last night with EQ. Now, last night, when we were going patrolling in Harlem, so much crazy stuff was going on. I didn't know anything about it. There's all these kinds of stuff that I didn't really know. Well, you know, it's keeping in mind these things. We all know that the streets are getting more and more dangerous. Meantime, Anthony has stepped up at the age of 18, just graduated high school. He dares to care as a guardian angel. Like I said, chip off the old block. This is what more of us got to do. That's right. Whether you're 18 or maybe soon to be 88 like me. <laughs> That's right. You think I'm too old for this at 68? My quantum I, never too old. He never too old, and so am I. We're going to keep fighting for our lives. And by the way, our senior director last night, EQ, a.k.a. Benjamin Garcia, went out to give you a report card. He said, man, A minus. A minus. A minus. You still got some work. Some work. Got to get up to an A. Got to get up to an A plus. Right. But you were in the streets of West Harlem. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that's no easy patrol. But from the subways to the streets and then the suites, back to back, belly to belly, two generations of Sliwas. Yeah. Curtis Sliwa, March 26, 1954. And then yours truly, Anthony, December 11th, 2003. Wow. That spans the generations. Yeah. That's like 50 years it's like 50. of a separation. Yeah. It's like I did it, you did it, and our grandkids going to do it. That's right. And it seems like we're going full circle because back when I started the Guardian Angels, yeah, February 1979, the city was going into the abyss. And now, as in 2021, now the city is becoming more and more into abyss. Man, let me tell you something. So that's why more of you out there got to man up and woman up. Got to join the guardian angels. Got to dare to care. Got to fight crime, right? That's right. Got to always fight crime. Doesn't matter how much. We're not discriminating anyone. And look, notice Anthony got that trench on. Trench coat, that's all it begins. And then I got that trench. (laughs) We're like two birds together. It's like father and son together. Like two peas in a pod. That's right. A horse in a carriage. Yep. A soup in a sandwich. Exactly. Curtis Anthony Sliwa and Anthony Anthony Chester Chester Sliwa. Dare to care. We always dare to care. Uh, say it ain't so, Georgetown. Say it ain't so. It's bad enough you graduated 
Bill Clinton a month of Sundays ago. <laughs> but as a Jesuit college with almost no Jesuits around, almost all secular teachers, how is it that you have decided with the start of the academic year, now in August, that every student who goes to class has to wear a mask? And what the hell is that all about? What is this, Dr. Fauci rules since he went to a Jesuit high school? Regis in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, the Brainiac School that didn't have a football team. Come on. What is he, the chancellor of Georgetown? Is that going to be his new job when he retires? In f- oh, my God, we're praying. December, that'll make 50 years. What is the point? It's just, again, to basically put fear, fright, hysteria, and hype into all the students and the professors, and the adjunct professors, and no doubt the maintenance people and everybody else who works in that Jesuit university. But imagine, let's flip the script to the largest urban area, largest city in all of New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. And now at the start of the new academic year, Raz Baraka, friend of criminals, and not friend of the police, a man who was the principal at South Ward High School, that's right, Southside High School. Just like before that, years before that, oh, Sharpie Sharp James was a teacher there. I don't know. Seems to be a, a line, a line of lineage to City Hall where you become corrupt. A Ghanif. You know what a Ghanif is? Corrupt. But anyway, this has to do about wearing masks. Why the hell is Newark the only school district, the largest in New Jersey, forcing the kids and the teachers and the staff and everybody walking through the holes of their public school system to wear masks at the start of the new year. This is insult added to injury. Now, what are they going to say? It's to prevent monkeypox. It's to prevent malaria, tuberculosis. Uh, what, the tomato virus that's now emerging? The different variants of COVID-19, polio. Enough already. Get the kids back into the classroom. Let's begin the learning process all over, because soon they're going to get so used to doing virtual learning while sitting at home on their Castro convertible eating Lay's potato chips, then you're not going to see any of them for a month of Sunday. So I am surprised, Jesuits, known for pioneering and going through the Amazonian jungles years and years ago in Brazil to convert the heathens who didn't need any converting. You took all that risk to catch all kinds of exotic diseases as missionaries. But oh my God, God forbid the lone remaining Jesuit at Georgetown University or the secular teachers or the students or the maintenance people or the staff be subjected to any kind of COVID-19 variant. They all have to mask up. No mask, no mask, no mask, no mask. Enough of this nonsense. It's another day and another five buses of illegal aliens crossing the border from Mexico into Texas have been put on Greyhound buses by Governor Abbott. They pounded the hound, took them two and a half days, and they arrived earlier today at the Port Authority. Five buses. Now, all they have to do is scream that they want asylum, that, you know, that they are a victim of MS-13 or 18th Street, or domestic violence, or environmental violence, you know, hurricanes, floods, storms, or the victims of a totalitarian dictatorship. 
Pick your poison. Any one of them will get them through the gates that separate Mexico and Texas, and then they're going to disappear and fall through the cracks. They don't need a sponsor. They're not getting tested for any diseases whatsoever. They don't even have to give credible documentation of who they are. All they have to do is say, hey, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden invited us. He said, who's your daddy? You're daddy, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. Welcome to America. Now, that's on the southern border side. Then we were informed just last night by Eric Adams, the mayor's office, the swagger man with no plan that there will be 10,000 Ukrainian refugees, war refugees, that will be coming to New York City. That is correct. Now, I understand that you, uh, you, Anthony, you're a friend of the Ukraine, right? Yep, and uh, I'm always going to be fighting with the Ukraine. So you're going to accept the Ukrainian refugees? I'm always going to accept the Ukrainian refugees. All right. So now, let me tell you what the rules are for the 10,000 Ukrainian refugees. All right. It's different right. than for those from Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Colombia, Venezuela, and parts unknown. Right. So if you're one of the 10,000 mm-hmm. who are coming here as war refugees from the Ukraine to avoid being obliterated by Vladimir Putin. Exactly. You must have a sponsor. Yes. Somebody who's here, either a friend, a relative, somebody who's a citizen who's going to take responsibility for you while you're here so that if you can't pay your bills, they got to pay the bills for you. Oh. So I am suggesting, ladies and gentlemen, hold that flag up high. Since Anthony has been supportive of Zelensky in the Ukraine from day one, right? That's right. From day one. What have you told? What have you told the WABC listeners? From all of those who listened to our father and son, we're going to support no matter what. And then after the war, we're going to keep all the refugees here for some food, medicine, and shelters. Now, you're so, you're so generous, son. So I tell you what, how about you sponsor Ukrainian refugees and they, sit, they stay in your room? Hey, that's a good idea. How, how many Ukrainian refugees could you have live in your room? Oh, I could have, like, let's say three, four, eight. Yeah. That's you a see, good one. Anthony see? is going to support Ukrainian refugees. He's going to be a sponsor. That's how many nice. of you are going to be sponsors three. for the Ukrainian refugees? Or even the refugees that are pouring in from south of the border from Mexico into Texas. Exactly. So you support the Ukraine, right? I support Ukraine. Will you be a sponsor of Ukrainian? sponsor of the Ukrainians. And if they don't pay their bills, you're going to pay them? I'm going to pay them. That's being an American. That's really of an American. Wait a second. How are you going to support Ukrainian refugees when you can't even pay your own bills yet? That's a good question. Mm, to be continued. To be continued. To be continued. Mm. Part two. Now, before you, ladies and gentlemen, is the perv of all pervs. Harvey Weinstein. And he was tried in Manhattan Criminal Court, found guilty on all charges. Perv, rape. Just the most offensive atrocities committed against a series of women. Not just one woman, a series of women. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, guilty. Then he was shipped out to L.A. County, where he was also charged 
as being a perv and a rapist and an assaulter. And he's in a cell awaiting trial in Los Angeles in L.A. County Jail. Ha, 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 ha. In PC, protective custody, Punk City. An eight-by-four-foot cell in which he got caught with contraband a month ago. Milk duds underneath his rack. Oh, my God. Other guys getting caught with fentanyl, heroin, reefer, you name it. And what does he get caught with? Milk duds, of course. That's uh, what we used to get ripped off for in the movie theaters when he had his uh, Miramax movies going, right? Milk Duds, a box of Milk Duds, of course, you like reverse mortgage and a payday loan. But anyway, now he's been given a reprieve. The New York State Court of Appeals, because he is so wealthy, he can afford a dozen liars for hire. Ambulance chasers have found out nuances in the law in this past Court verdict against him, slam dunk, that he is entitled to a retrial. And you say to yourself, wait a second, Harvey Weinstein, perv of all pervs. This guy was a mamaluke, him and his brother, who founded Miramax in Flushing. And you know, his mom used to yell at him all the time, yell at him, make pejorative remarks about him, belittle him. He had low self-esteem, so he decided his mother's revenge... Mama Dearest would be against every woman that he ever met in his life, particularly those that he would say, you got to lay down on the casting couch if you expect to be in a Harvey Weinstein Miramax film. Now, on the flip side of that, while he's languishing in his 8 by 4 foot cell in Punk City Protective Custody, L.A. County Jail, because he got caught with the contraband milk duds, George Foreman, who everybody loves, right, George Foreman, they loved him. When he went to job jail, came out of there, won an Olympic gold medal, waved the flag in the center of the ring. Then he became a heel, fought Muhammad Ali. They hated him. Then he recovered and became a reverend and sold us all those grills, millions and millions of those grills. And he's the happy-go-lucky fighter who was actually, actually had a fight when he was over 50. Well, now there are two women who claimed that in the 1970s when they were teenagers, the 1970s, that's like 50 years ago, a half century, that they were raped by George Foreman. Now, 50 years later, I'm not suggesting that at any point that you would forgive or forget a horrible crime like that. But 50 years ago, do you think it's because they were victimized? Or maybe they recognize that George Foreman is probably one of the greatest uh, promoters of products in our lifetime. Oh, man, could he sell those George Foreman grills, and still does, from the Fifth Ward of Houston where he was born and raised. So I would say, in terms of George Foreman, 50 years ago, two women say when they were teenagers they were forcibly raped by George Foreman. I give the benefit of the doubt to George Foreman. Although, he'll probably settle out of court, not just, just to avoid the Michigash for him and his family. But for this perv of all pervs, Harvey Weinstein, guilty as charged. And yet it just shows you that if you got the moolah shmoolah, the ducats, the cheddar, you got the shimolis, the shekels, Justice is blind, because for the rich, they get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time. If you're poor and an average slope, 
Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, Harvey, it doesn't matter. And this one, bye-bye, Harvey. Bye-bye, Harvey. Whoa! Stay, you perv.